We are finally here. It is good to be back. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Weekly Games Chat. My name is Sean. Weekly Games Chat. Yeah, that's the greatest podcast in the world about video games. And you found us and you've joined us on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv backslash Weekly Games Chat. Of course, tell your friends about it. Come join us every Tuesday as we record this podcast. This is episode 347. Um, and we may look back at this episode as, you remember that time we covered the game of the year? We'll see. You never know. Uh, but I'm not alone. I never am. And you can see, if you're on Twitch, you can see Chris's head bobbing and you can see John. I don't know what John's doing. John, get off the hub. It's time for the show. Ladies and gentlemen, John, what's up, buddy? Sorry, I'm just answering an, a work email. I wouldn't do it if I didn't have to, but I do have a question. Yeah? Is there a place we can go on Google to know where exactly the bombs are pointed so that we can move to Nebraska or someplace or Iowa <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, for something sure. Tells me, something tells me they have all strategic locations covered. Oh, I, I, I Helena, Chris, Montana. <laughs> Chris, uh, we got to pack up, move the show, buddy. Got to happen. I'm vengeance. Sorry, I saw that, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys are hitting all of the topics I'm going to get into. I love it. It's good. It's called a tease, and then we actually will get into it. Uh, but yeah, hello to everyone. Uh, it's good. It's good. Like I said earlier, it's good to be back. And as uh, John alluded to, uh, the war the war is continuing uh, in the country of Ukraine. Uh, so once again, just like last week, I'm going to say thoughts and prayers. You know, as as we keep reading the news. The Ukrainians are fighting. They are they are fighting, uh, and yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff happening. A lot of people putting sanctions on Russia. Uh, right before the show, I saw the latest big companies to pull out. I don't know if you guys saw this: McDonald's, Starbucks, and Coke. They're done. So I don't know much, what that means. Like, do they so just shut down? Your, so much for your motto, Sean. What's that? What's my motto? Oh, Never. pulling out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Uh, and then I think right before the show, uh, our president was putting some other sanctions on Russia. And I'm like, yo, you know, and John, you, you joked about it because uh, Putin is saying nuclear nuclear war is, is you know, not off the table. Uh, we don't we don't want that. Putin, if you're listening, we don't, we don't effing want that. Shut up with that. We do not want that. Uh, you know, shut, like, come on. Shut up just, with that. Yeah, shut <laughs> just up. Shut up with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you guys have, want anything to add about that? Any anything you saw that you needed to kind of hit on? That you saw maybe a beat that you wanted to bring up to here? No, just nothing, right? Let's just keep rolling. Okay. Uh, well, here in the states, uh, we actually had a missed opportunity, boys. I'm not going to go into too many details, but I ended up in the back of a cop car. Whoa. Tell me more. And uh, no, I can't. Uh, Why? Anyway, I was in the back of the cop car. My wife was in the front of the cop car. Yeah. And when we got, when we got escorted home, oh, juicy. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't get out the car because I'm in the back of a cop car. There you go. And I mean, there's bars and everything in, in, in a cop car. And uh, she what missed the picture. What kind of car was it, Sean? It was a a cop car. Okay. And uh, she missed an opportunity to take a picture of me locked up. Uh, and on the way home, it, it would this be creepy to y'all? Yes. 
Uh, so the cop is talking, and, and I forget who asked the question, but uh, the question was, have you had some, recently had some crazy people back there? To his reply was, yeah. As a matter of fact, I just got done hosing it down, or I forgot what he said. And I went, what? Anyway, so there was a uh, very local, there was a murder that happened. Uh, murder. And, and they, they found the murderer in a, in a city adjacent to where you guys live. And that person was in that car that I sat in. Mm. And then on the way home, I'm thinking, you know, there's probably been people back here spitting and kicking and who knows? I don't know. I don't know if they can do that, John, because, you know, they probably are in handcuffs. Uh, I don't think they were playing dice in the back of a. Yeah, I don't think they were playing dice, John. Yeah. They were playing dice. They're dice. <laughs> Uh, so I, you know, I always ask questions after I tell stories. Uh, did you guys, have you ever, you don't have to, I didn't divulge anything else. I just simply said I was, have you guys ever been in a cop car? Let's just say that when I'm done with getting out of that car, that's when they have to hose it down. Oh, oh, no, but they haven't, they haven't caught me yet for all of my, um, all of my many, many crimes. Like M I N I or M A N Y. Ooh. Both. <laughs> All the things. Uh did you guys see today? Uh and do we care? Uh Apple had a new showing. Did you guys see what they, they talked about? Are we interested at all? I just saw but, the promotion. Yeah, so they announced the new iPhone S E and they also have a new iPad ipad air the thing that i care about they hinted at but didn't show what that was that a new macbook pro was coming and of course you know with dj and the macbook pros where it's at so i'm i'm in the market for a new ipad um i was gonna go with the the pro because it had the m1 chip but now yeah. that the airs now have the m1 chip then i'm probably just gonna go with the air what do you uh, what do you do on that ipad do you just uh control your hue lighting or anything like that in the house or what do you um Say it, John. Say it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not saying it. <laughs> I play <laughs> I play more Apple Arcade when I have the, when I have an iPad. Um and plus I read comics on it. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know much, I, it's I, much never... more it's much easier to read comics on something like that. It's it's more better. Read. Do you, do you have an iPad, Chris? I have the Samsung uh, Galaxy tablet. Yeah, yeah. And I nice. use it for the exact same reason. That was the only reason I bought it was to read comics. You know, I've known both of you for a long time now, and I this is the first I'm hearing that you guys like to read comics on iPads and tablets. It's crazy. I knew you both <laughs> read comics. I just didn't know that was like your uh your choice or whatever. It's, you know, it's just so much easier. You don't have to worry about it. You know. <laughs> And it's it's at your fingertips, right? Yeah. So, uh, speaking of fingertips, John, I just noticed you're not drinking scotch today, or are you? Like, that's a fancy cup. I I'm not. Um, I I was in the office today. What? Yeah. And so, um, that's kind of why I was sort of late to the show. But you weren't late. We had technical difficulties. Well, I was John. about to say it looked like it didn't really matter. Yeah, it didn't much, matter. But, um, we had technical difficulties. There was two seconds of technical difficulties. <laughs> So I didn't really take the time to pour myself a, a drink, but I might get one um, 
in one of the, break or something. I'm proud. Of, I'm yeah. proud of you, John, that you wait. You know, thirty minutes from getting home from the office until you start pouring the drink for a bourbon <laughs> or scotch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, look, uh, we, this is this is more so, and, and I could be completely ignorant. I don't know if anyone who listens to us say in Australia or you know Europe or anything like that, if you're experiencing this, but in the states for sure, uh, it's kind of crazy because uh, the gas prices, right? Four, and, you know, John, four hundred one today. John mentioned he's going in the office. It's kind of a bad time because uh, to just drive or do anything, and it's kind of it kind of sucks because the weather is starting to get better here for the most part. It's going to start warming up, and we're going to have things like festivals that maybe open back up this year. I know I'm slated to go to a uh, concert later in the year, which I'm kind of excited about. Uh, but I hope I hope they kind of get those gas prices back right. Um, you know, if, if right <laughs> in, in the states, if you if you bring up gas prices, naturally, it, it has the tendency to want to go political, and we don't we're not doing <laughs> that here. I'm just I'm simply saying out loud to somebody who listens to a uh, Gary Gas. Can you get the prices back down for me, please? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Gary. Uh, he just yeah. he flips a switch. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you tighten that back up. Let's make that like, four huh? a three. Okay. <laughs> Okay. We, and, and and look, we we are, and this is going to be in the midst of crazy weather too. I don't know if you guys saw this, but like last weekend, it was beautiful. And you're Perfect. thinking, it's gonna, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because then like uh, apparently on our world map and, and specifically in the United States, Chris pointed out that, yeah, we're, we got good weather right now, but right above us, pull this map up, death. And then like behind death, cold. <laughs> so it's like, it's crazy how like we, the joke is, so you know we are we're all from the southeast, and you joke that you wake up and you have a hoodie on, but you have shorts and like some flip flops because eventually you can take the hoodie off and have a t shirt on or whatever. It's it's insane. It really it really is. Any thoughts on what anything I just said, boys? You good? John's tired. Chris is just making sure we haven't dropped frames. <laughs> we had a new we had a new feature today. Hopefully we still do it. I don't think that was it, Chris. By the way, uh, but that was gonna be that was gonna be next level legit. Speaking Maybe it'll level. be uh we'll we'll attempt it again next week. I might do some tests during the week. Boo. I mean, I um, have to add it. <laughs> are we keeping that on the PL until I mean, figures I, it out? I could try right now, technically, while you guys are doing things. You you technically could, and it's really I I wanna, you know, when I get a chance to and when it feels when it feels right. I like mm. to bring in chat, obviously. We are streaming on Twitch and and uh so yeah, one of our guys, SoFly, was at Walmart today. They also do this at Target. Uh, swimsuits right next to puffy jackets. <laughs> it, it's awesome how they got to do that. And everybody knows Acid Sugar. You know he was on the show a few weeks ago, and he is the proud owner of a indoor hoodie. Currently, that's what I'm rocking too, boys. I got an indoor hoodie on. John, you have some sort of fancy pullover. It had like reflecting lights on the side of it or something. I don't know. Did you know that? That's your little arm when you walk away. If you're riding a bike, lights could see you. It's a logo. Oh, cool. And Chris is just rocking a t-shirt because he's from Maryland and it's not cold here. It's fine. <laughs> everything's every, everything's fine. Wait, he's uh, from Maryland? I thought he or, was from England. I, You know, I Wimbledon, yo. That's all I know. Fortnites. Gotcha. Um, I tried to back f- the games. I tried, Fortnite. To f- I tried to fix the thing and now I think I might have hurt the thing. So, no, I don't think so. I think I think it's fine. 
Okay, yeah, it seems like it's coming back now. Yeah, I think it's it's everything's fine. It's it's fine. Um, what's not fine is if all right. So, John, you may not understand what's about to be said. Hopefully, you kind of can keep up. But the people in Seattle, okay, they may be sleepless. Ooh, see what he did there. The kid's a pro. Uh, because a big trade happened today in the yeah, uh, National did. Football League. Uh, if you haven't heard this, um, and you're a Seattle fan. First of all, tighten up because you Oof. should you should have already heard this, you know. Uh, but their star quarterback Russell Wilson has been traded to Denver, the home of the Broncos, and Denver's given Seattle a lot of stuff um, to Some, make that trade happen. So that's going to shake up the league a little bit. What's not going to shake up the league, and all you Packer fans, you're going to be happy because did you see this, Chris? I did. Aaron Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> He's staying put in Green Bay, so everyone's favorite quarterback this year, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Mister. Uh, yeah, do you yeah. remember that controversy, John? That <laughs> yeah. He did what the COVID thing? Yeah. yeah, when he, you know, he did the thing. Whatever. Um, I wanted, I wanted to save this this piece of news, uh, for the for the for the kind of the last, and then we'll kind of go from there on shows and stuff. But this would be a good segue for that, John. I don't know if you saw it, but I know for a fact, our friend. And uh, the man sitting right here in a T-shirt, Chris, he went to saw the Batman, and he is raving about it. Chris? Uh, yeah, it's really, really, really good. <laughs> well, critics critics told him to rave about it. Oh, that's a shot. Hey, hey, not even me. Uh, friend of the show, Josh, went with me, and he is right in agreement that I think he said this is either his second or third favorite right up there. And, I, I mean, I have to agree because it's just – it felt really different from any superhero movie I've seen in the last couple of years. Uh, it felt, I mean, it felt like a detective thriller. Um, you know, just really, really great direction. Awesome performances all around Colin Farrell. Um, I, I know he's supposed to be involved with the, um, the show that they're setting up with, uh, Gordon, uh, Jeffrey Wright as, you know, James Gordon, I have to say, I, I never thought Gary Oldman could be replaced as my favorite, but I think Jeffrey Wright might have done it. Like, he, he's a solid. Did he get Jim it right? Gordon. Get it tight? Oh, yeah. Um, but even, <laughs> you know, just down to uh, the Batman itself, like, actually, for, for someone who's been a fan of the comics, you know, the one thing that doesn't really translate a lot to any of the films, I think you could say, is there's not a lot of detective work. And the thing that's funny about it is, within DC at least Batman is often referred to as the greatest detective. There's a couple of others who are in the conversation of that other heroes within DC that, you know, gets kicked around. Are they as good as Batman? That kind of thing. Um, but you know, to actually see him pretty much the whole entire film trying to figure out what is going on, why is something happening? You know, what is the next move of the Riddler? Those kinds of things. Um, Wait, the Riddler's uh, in the movie, right? <laughs> uh, and yeah, and Paul Dano too. He plays a very, very inspiring take on uh, the Riddler. That kind of reminds you, like I, I think the Joel Schumacher version, and and you know, just classic Riddler has kind of always been a little bit of a punchline. But here, You're talking about like Jim Carrey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, here he's um, it's very much in the vein of like. No, this man is brutally smart and has plans and 
and is willing to do anything to accomplish them. He does not care, you know, who has to suffer to to make his visions come true. And it's uh it's a long movie, but it keeps moving, you know, um, and just really good, uh, really, really good. I, I would say maybe if there's one thing lacking, you don't really get Bruce Wayne in this movie. Um, he has scenes okay where he, he's got scenes like where he, you know, he's out of the costume and therefore he is Bruce Wayne at that moment. But you're not going to get like, you know, some big scene where he's going around like, kind of cutting it up with supermodels and getting all the glam and all that kind of stuff. He's I'm out. He's very much focused uh, on now, John. See the official, the quote that a reporter would take from Chris, mm-hmm. it's long and it keeps moving. Mm-hmm. The Batman. It does. It was, it was, it's one of the few three hour movies that I could say, I was like, okay, you know, I, I don't know what you would cut is, is kind of like how I felt. If anything, you could actually make a case for it being a little bit longer with uh, some of the characters, but I think they're saying stuff up, you know, obviously, like I said, they they've got this show that's supposed to be coming. So I think we'll get more there, but I very interested to see what they do with this Batman universe. You know, um, well, you said set up and it made me want to, this actually spawned a uh, thing I wanted to bring up. I forgot to put on the, uh, the intro notes. They're trying to set up and do you, all of us have our switches with Mario Kart? Cause <laughs> These savages in our Discord, they really think they can hang with us on Mario Kart. Like they, they're trying to get this whole thing up where they're gonna play <laughs> us and win. Do they not know how good John is? That he came out of retirement from online gaming to come online and dominate Mario Kart. <laughs> um just putting that out there. Is there uh, just a quick question, not to sidestep you, Sean? But is uh, I sidestepped. Now we can get back right, John. Is there a in scene credit? Not After- no. There is a little nod at the end, but it's not a. Hey, this is when you tell John this is not a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's not. There's not like something post credits like that is going to be a scene that you watch. It's just more of like a little thing you could do if you want to that plays you, into what, the movie. What? What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> it, Never mind. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's probably it's, fine. It, it's, it's, yeah. Fine. it's fine. Everything's fine. Hey, are you boys, um, are you on something else that, you you know, we'd like to kind of say, hey, we're on this. If you're not, check this out. Well, um, I, don't, I don't have to watch uh, Batman anymore because Chris spoiled the whole thing. It's long and keeps moving. <laughs> I haven't but, even uh, told you everyone who's in it. <laughs> yeah. I, that's so that's so funny. I, uh, spoilers. I had I has I was in this class at work because you know you guys know I kind of help train or whatever. And this girl comes in. We're you know we're all virtual like we are now, and they get to talking about this show. I'm not going to say the name of the show or what the spoiler was, but it's like the show was new. It was a new thing on Netflix, and she's like, "Oh yeah, did you? I couldn't believe that it was this, this, and this who did this, this, and this." And I was like, "The f- just happened. Like <laughs> tighten up." Uh, but speaking of Netflix, I started, I started watching uh worst roommate ever. Oh yeah. The documentary. Uh, it's about real. Yeah. It's about real people who literally couldn't be worse roommates. Uh, they, they like murder you. Uh, so yeah, that's, I'm going to give that a, if you haven't checked that out, but you've seen it on Netflix, go ahead and check it out. Did you say uh, documentary? 
It's like a docu-series. It's yeah. not a documentary, but it's real stuff that really happened. And it's 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 in the lane of true crime. Um it's also what? in the lane of totally weird Netflix. Yeah. Mm. It's called Worst Roommate Ever. <laughs> it's I I would I'm I'm watching it and I'm going, first of all, first of all, first of all, did, would you guys ever would you guys ever put an ad for a a roommate ever, anywhere? Because no. I'm not there, I, and I, I don't think leading up to this point in my life I've ever been there. I did with uh, I did one time and I got Chris. So never again. <laughs> Just shutting it down forever. But yeah, no, they're like putting ads in like uh, Craigslist and stuff and stuff like that. I don't know it. And some of these stories that that come out of it, it's insane. I, I couldn't believe it. It's a, it was a great watch, so I recommend that. And like I said, Chris was playing our topic this week, which no surprise, and he also saw Batman. I don't know if you watched anything else, Chris and John. Do you got anything, bud? Well, I just out of curiosity. I mean, I know I I know why I didn't go see it, but why didn't you go see it, John? Uh, I don't remember. I I know I wasn't a fan of going on on Thursday night with Josh and Chris, uh, just because people, you know, um. Mm. Uh, People, yo. As a matter of fact, Josh confirmed that two rows back, some kid was coughing. Yeah, it was. It was definitely. It was like the best part. Like about forty minutes in, Josh puts his mask on because of this kid. I was like, it's too late, Josh. If if that kid has, you already done something. We're done. done. (laughs) It's not so much the COVID. It is COVID's a big thing. I kind of still want to not be so close to people if I don't have to be. Yeah. Yet. Right. And I'm going to go to a concert and I'm going to totally be a hypocrite I mean, when I do that. No, I mean, I don't mind like concerts and sporting events to me. I don't mind it for whatever reason. You're, it's like you're outdoors or something, maybe like, yeah. And the music is blasting. Like, you know, when you're at a concert, we're all connecting with the music, right? We're all there because we're passionate about the band or the, the act playing. And of course the same with sporting, you know, if like we go to an Alabama game, you know, one side's what? yeah, one side's going roll, we're going tide, you know, Alabama, right? You know, those kinds of things. But when you're at the movie, everyone has different etiquette. Some people are yeah. just there because they're there with someone else who really wants to see it. Um, like I mean, there was a person right by me right as the intro gets a phone call, it just answers it as talking normal. Hello? Yeah, hey, I'm here watching Batman. And yeah. So quiet it was great i was like, you know afterwards hey. talking with josh i was just like i think the only r movie i'm gonna see in theaters right now i could say this year will probably be dr strange and i i mean like flash black adam and all those I, i'll i'll watch but i don't mind necessarily waiting the 45 days to just watch it in the comfort because you said home. that was coming uh you mentioned the 45 day thing batman's yeah. coming to hbo max is that right correct 45 days so yeah i mean mm-hmm. it's crazy man there's such a there's such a trade-off now i mean and this is gonna sound crazy i actually preferred when the movies were the old school reels mm-hmm. uh it felt more like i was going to a cinema and it was an experience but now you go and you get the same clarity as you would at your house some cases you probably get a better seat at your house i, I don't know how to explain it. it it could be because i'm getting old it could be because of a bunch of things but that's why john i, I plan actually to go maybe sunday I like I like sneaking in after an opening, you know. That's probably mm-hmm. the last time to go. That's Sunday at about three o'clock, but I just mm-hmm. completely forgot. 
your dog needs to go outside, so we probably should wrap up this intro. But John, do you have anything? I always feel like I, I feel like I want you to tell me a book to read, and that could be crazy. I, f- I picture you as a constant reader. Is that crazy? Used to be. Used to be. Now, now you just watch comics on iPads. I watch comics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sean. I watch comics. Turn page. Turn, Turn page. page. <laughs> Then his wife just walks over and goes, and flips the page. Thank you, iPad. <laughs> Thank you, iPad. But everybody's doing good. Go ahead. You, I, it's you fine. did this. We, we're, look, we're not in front of each other. I couldn't pick up on it quick enough. The audio didn't get to my ears. John was making a statement, the, and I the, totally steamrolled it again. Go ahead, John. No, the, the, right. bit, the bit was perfect. I know it was. Good. No, yeah, it was. It I'm, was uh, I'm also humble. Jesus. Ooh, there's a dragon. It's hard. Hey, Kanye said it's hard to be humble when you're stunting on a jumbotron. I'm not quite there yet, but John's been on Kanye mode this week, John. Yeah, hardcore. I, I love documentaries out for him. Yeah, yeah. What? As an artist, I love him. And as I, an I'm artist, having, only as I, an I, artist. No, only as an no. artist. No. Oh, okay. No. No. I've, uh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm coming around on some things now. Do I think the man's eccentric and a little out there? Absolutely. But if you listen to him, you might be surprised. You might be surprised. Pete Davidson, and- I don't think it's surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Davidson, by the way, is great. Kanye, just just a quick update for you, John. So Kanye released a song. I know. It's a re- and at the end of it, he mentioned something about Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. And Pete Davidson, God bless him. Everything that could come out that he could he could make a negative situation, you know, it could be turn into he's he spun it brilliantly and he's had fun with it. And I guess that's why he's Pete Davidson and he's funny. Yeah. So, there you go. I mean, what was it? Michael Shade did the same thing. Like he was telling him betray him and and just cast them aside. And he just came back and started posting a joke where he's like, I would never turn on my friends at yeah. SNL. For less than ten thousand K <laughs> and some Yeezys and some Aces going down the list. <laughs> uh, I still think you brought up SNL and let's 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 maybe end it here because unless you got something. Name a better moment on SNL mm-hmm. than when Colin and Michael are they have to write each other's jokes and they have to say them. It's my favorite moment every year. Uh, every single year. Though there has been some really good ones this year. This has probably been the best SNL season, I think, in a long time. I've been very surprised. Uh, yeah, and Chris is still watching SNL. I, yeah. I've never been an SNL watcher. I watch moments uh, or, or, you know, guests. I think it's the better way for a lot of people to watch is because, you know, people don't sometimes like whenever they go, oh, it used to be so much better. If you actually go back and you watch the old episodes, you realize it's it's not what you thought it was. Right. Like it's, it's kind of how it always, it's like you do eight sketches a night, maybe one or two of them are, are good. Are good and every now and then you get a legendary one that just, you know, courses through time. And it's kind of that way here where like this past week, there was maybe one sketch I thought of all of them that I was like, that's pretty funny, like real, real funny. Um, but yeah, that's, just the way it is. It, it, it's it's very easy to, when you go through YouTube and you start going down and you're seeing the best of people for really like three down. years. Then you start to realize, man, there was some really good content. 
I will, I will tell you this, uh, and maybe this is, we've been going, yes, this is, this is a good one, right? It's meaty and girthy. Uh, and who knows? We've played some really good video games recently. Um, and I guess when it's all said and done and the dust settles at the end of the year, will this be a uh, legendary game we're going to cover today? Mm. Who knows? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. You've arrived at Topic Time USA. Wait, did I just say that for the first time ever? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, if you've listened to that entire really long intro, thank you. And you got here, so you're safe. If you actually just went all the way through to the, the time marker to get to here, hey, you're still here too. Welcome. And yeah, I'm going to shut up now. This is going to be a big one. So get, get your get get your seatbelt on, get strapped, and get ready because uh, this is going to be fun. Chris? Sorry, I had to ban someone real quick. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the topic is Elden Ring. <laughs> it feels what? good to say that out loud, doesn't it, Chris? What game is this? Yeah. Game handles pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But I mean, like, I, I really mean that. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, if you know Chris personally, all of these things, this was this is a big one. This is one he had he's it's been on his radar. And he got to say that that's the topic. That means he's played it. That means it's tangible. It's here. I've played 105 hours of it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it. I saw your level today. Yeah. I was watching your stream. Can I disclose what your level is? Go for it. It's 129. Oh no, so, they got 130 now. So Chris, are we are we are we concluding from that that the only thing that From Software had to do to to get you to finish one of its games is make it an open world? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a shot. And I like That it. was not a shot. It felt like a shot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's fair to say, like, the biggest difference in this, if you want to just get right into it from the previous ones, um, which I believe, like, Sekiro, I really do want to finish. Like, that is one I'm just like, I, I don't. I consistently go back to every now and then I start to work on, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's right. We got to, we got to learn this all over because, you know, there's certain. Like the, uh, what's the one counter, John, you know, what I'm talking about like the special counter move you have to kind of perfect, especially for the bosses. It, it's stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. That I'm like, I haven't done this in over a year, um, where, you know, you gotta get, get good on that. But, um, when you take the dark souls, the bloodborns and all of that, the one thing I would always say is if you're, there's a number a numerous things that they can get in players ways to why they won't get into these games uh, even now with this. But for someone like me, the one thing that was always getting in my way was getting to say a boss or just a hard zone. And, yeah. and you know, John, you know this because you played Sekiro. Wait, I, you, I you, beat Sekiro. You did fine. <laughs> um, 
But uh, that point of like where you're right here and you're trying to level and you really can't go back and level because it's not going to give you enough XP to keep going up to unlock new things. And really, you just have to keep running this gambit until you finally feel good enough where when you get in there and take on a boss, and that's really all you could do, right? Like you go in there and you just keep running the boss again and again and again, trying to figure out its its moveset, right? Its gimmicks, whatever, uh, and and what's the best way to approach it. Sure, you can watch videos and, and guides of people like this is how I do this, right? But you still got to do it yourself. And it's very different. John can attest this. I'm sure it's very different from watching someone on YouTube go, you want to go in here and do this and do that versus actually like doing it when the boss is coming straight at you with something that, you know, will kill you within two hits. If you screw up, um, now, see, John's cool at watching those videos because that's where he learned to beat the ogre. <laughs> John relayed that knowledge to me. I'm the dummy with the YouTube videos and can't do what the person said. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but here, if you do ever get that point where there's a boss where, for whatever reason, you're just not clicking in that moment. Like, maybe today is just not your day. You're not on top of everything. You can just go down torment, ride on out, and do a hundred other other things. You know, as John said, he was like watching a guy earlier who literally all he was doing was just going around the map and unlocking points and exploring and, and doing all that kind of stuff. You could do that for hours uh, without ever having to go face a boss. Um, and the fact that, of course, you can get on a horse for some of these bosses when you're in the open world, these kind of more mini bosses. Again, just makes it a lot more accessible where it never feels too overwhelming. Like the the ability to escape if things are going wrong is probably the most forgiving, I would say, of any of their games that they've done so far. Um, much more the so. Horse, the horse kind of gives it an easy mode. I would say it just makes it forgiving, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it's just the horse either because. Uh, and Chris said those exact words to me today. I was messing around this body of water mm -hmm. and there was a gigantic crab who did not want me at said body of water. And and Chris and, and I was hanging out with Mike at that time and they said, just run. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think even to get on my horse. I just ran. And eventually the crab left me alone, which I don't know that. And Chris said it probably wouldn't have done that in other from software games. Yeah. I think that's one of the art things that I think the compromise of it being an open world, like before, when you were going through these, these levels, if you ran into a knight, you know, and, and <clears throat> knights in these games are always kind of like, oh, God, because they could just be a pain. They block everything. They parry you yeah, to death. They're long shields and stuff. Yeah. Terrible. And they do tons of damage. In old games, if you ran away, you better get back to, you know, the, uh, the bonfire, so to speak and start over if you don't want to die because they will keep following you. But here, because I think it's open world, right. Uh, they have to put a lot of limitation to make sure that these NPCs aren't getting so far out of where they're supposed to be patrolling. So that's kind of like the fail safe for you is when you're in the open world, you, you really can run away. And even in some of the dungeon encounters, um, if you, maneuver to the right areas if you need to you can find a way to get away from certain things that are annoying or just run past them once you know where they're gonna attack you from yeah yeah 
But yeah. and, and you know, you're mentioning a bunch of things you got to do in game in the world. Um, I think there's no better person than you to kind of say what what's the what would you say your main purpose is, right? So there's an intro video that kind of highlights, and it was very to me, and and you can elaborate on this if you if you feel like it's true. It was very, you know, Lord of the Rings like, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and very that much. that is that was a pretty cool intro. I got to be quite honest. You want to set that up? Yeah. So the idea is that you're what's called a tarnish. Um, and before in this olden time, there were these great lords who were equipped with great runes, um, that were supposed to basically unite the Elden Ring and kind of banish this evil from this land. And when the time came to, they kind of just turned away from it. Right. And took their runes and have since gone off to kind of live their lives. I think it's like seven total lords that have them have them and so the your idea is the tarnish is that you're going to hunt down these seven lords and get their runes back so that you can actually reforge the elden ring uh and you know i guess in turn save this world from whatever evil is um kind of befalling it but you know while that's in there and there's definitely a lot of story to it that you can uncover that's not the real story. And it's always been this with, from software games, you know, sure there's lore, but there's never going to be this point where they break down and and do like a final fantasy 20 minute cutscene of, you know, people talking about feelings and, and, you know, motivations and all that kind of stuff. They, They will give you little pieces and really you can look around the world too and kind of see, like I went to this one place, uh, about a day or so ago. And as I explore, I was like, Oh wow. There's just like looking in this, the scenery, there was no one in there, but I could tell the history that was in the room. Cause I knew what it was supposed to be. Um, you know, that kind of world building is what you get a lot of that gives you an idea of what's going on. But really the real pull is the world itself, you know, going to the yeah. different regions, seeing, just the random encounters that you can find the little sub stories that kind of pop up over time. Like you can meet someone in one part of the map who talks about something. And then 15 hours later, just exploring, you find something else that ties back to them. And then you kind of put those two things together and you start working to go, okay, maybe now I should go here because they've mentioned this and you, you kind of start naturally going down a quest line, right. To do things. And then, the other thing, of course, just being the bosses themselves, the, you know, to the encounters are kind of a story. Like, how how does this boss work and how do you figure out how to overcome it? Because everyone will kind of do it a little bit differently based on the character that they're creating. You know, uh, Mike is kind of going for, uh, uh, I would say, like a traditional just straight up warrior build. And he's getting all these cool weapons that play into that. Whereas I'm playing as a mage. Um, and therefore how we approach bosses is very, very different, but it's cool that the game is free for us to do that. And then you can kind of converse and be like, Oh, well I did this. Yeah. Yeah. After the fact. And it was cool because I I have watched you and, and, and this is maybe a good time to just either quickly highlight, or I don't know if this is new to a, a from software game like this. Mm-hmm. where there's so many classes. I know there was a big to-do about the types of classes, and you kind of name-dropped a few. 
But it is cool to see because the class you picked is more magic based, right? Yeah. And and a matter of fact, right before the show, you you beat this boss. I watched you do it, and the magic you were throwing out there was like, whoa! It was awesome. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, I've seen Mike, and and m- most recently with a class I picked up that I think I'm liking the most today is more of that, you know, hand to hand combat. Uh, I'm I'm rocking like the classic shield and sword now because I found because I did try to be the class you were. Mm-hmm. I felt squishy, and you've even you've even said yeah, it, but it's meant to make you feel squishy. Because Correct. you need to be, if you're going to be magic, you don't need to let them hit you. Yeah. Uh, that's not how that's supposed to be. But yeah. So if you wanted to riff on that, maybe I got the classes pulled up. I know there's two, there's, there's 10 classes. Is that something that's always been in the game before? They have. I know Demon Souls is like that. Yeah. Demon yeah. Souls and Dark Souls. There's a little bit of variation to Bloodborne um, as far as not so much like you're always a hunter in that, um, but it's kind of like what type of weapon do you want to use uh is really the big difference in that your the mechanics are going to remain the same and of course Sekiro is probably the most straightforward right like there's not too much outside of like what kind of skills do you want to equip right with uh as you level them up it's still going to be the same right you still sit in there with the sword and <laughs> and figuring out how to parry and when to roll and all that kind of stuff but this yeah like the Dark Souls, Demon Souls in this, they are true kind of RPGs in the sense of here is a basic, various basic character sets um, that you can start with and completely build towards. Or you could just say, well, I want to start with this just because I don't want to have to deal with it and then completely spec to something else. If you want to like, you know, I'm a, like Sean said, I'm a level 130. Uh, there is a point in this game that you get to, it's not available for a good bit, but once you get to it, if you want to, you can go respect. And I've done that a couple of times now because mainly for, for farming for leveling, I've, I've gone back and said this one weapon I have it's just way more effective than sitting here and casting spells at all these enemies. I can clear the room 10 times faster if I'm using this sword, right? So I respect, I make sure I have all the stats necessary for the weapon. And then I go through and do it when I'm done. I respect back um, to, you know, what I would call boss mode, Chris. Um, (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. and, and that's a very, very different thing. Like, but you know, even right now, if I want to, because I've collected so much in terms of gear. Um, if I want to level other types of gear up, I could go look at what the traits are that really boost those things and then completely respect to something different and start playing that way if I want to. So uh, what are your two traits that you have to focus on? For me personally, uh, as a mage, it's uh, as a mage, it's um, intelligence, yeah, intelligence, uh, uh, and then mind, which mind basically just controls how much mana I have to cast with. And then intelligence boosts magic output overall. Faith and arcane are kind of, they're tied to magic and you can do those if you want certain types. But I've pretty much just stuck with what is the base core. Um, the, the, cool, the cool thing that they do, like say for faith, for example, I think it was Mike that said he wanted to to con- either control dragons or call dragons, mm-hmm. and you need faith to do it. Yeah. Um, I like how they tie those those nuances to those things that you need to do. And 
It's been it's been a pure joy because we did we all everybody in our little group got this game on launch. Um, it was it was a big launch. It was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, you myself and and our friend Mike, we got it on Steam. John, he did a massive power trade in and got seventy four games and even in the future already paid for, and he got it on PS five. Um, so. John, I know you you got to play a little bit. We've all had some life stuff going on. What is your uh, what is how's it run on the PS Five? Because I know Chris, I'm going to be able to ask you that question. Chris has had a dream run on PC. He's got a really good PC. Uh, but you mean you like you didn't have like what me and Mike ran into is what I mean. So yeah, yeah. John, what was your take on how it loaded and all that stuff? Load times are great. Um, everything's loading pretty. Everything's pretty snappy on the game. Haven't seen any real frame rate dips. I, I will say I need to, I need to stick it in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I need to, uh, I need to stick it in performance mode tonight, and because I think it's been uh, 4K 30 frames, which is fine. You know, it's mm. no big deal. Um, but it's one of those. You know, we were talking about it earlier, earlier in the week when everybody, when you guys actually. I hadn't picked my copy up yet because you guys were able to download it the night before. Mm. Um, and, you know, we were talking about its comparison to Breath of the Wild in some respect. And I, and to me, when I started playing it, the, t- the 10 hours I did play, and that's almost precisely what my game clock shows, was the whole um squirrel moments go here things that i've discovered that you guys at the t- at least at the time i was telling you guys about bloody finger dingus <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so you know my my initial perspective on the game is just um <clears throat> it's very <laughs> you know it, you could it, I, I will say this if you've beaten a from software game it doesn't matter <laughs> it it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you've got this for the other ones because this one's very like you know chris was saying sekiro is very unique in and of itself i would say this one is probably more soulsy than than sekiro um although the environments and the people you interact with remind me a lot of what you interact with in sekiro but that could be a from software a from it software is. thing yeah 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 so, but the world is beautiful. The people, the, 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 the creatures around it, or, you know, I saw this, I saw this creature the other, uh, during my run where <laughs> it kind of made me laugh, but he had a bell kind of hanging between, <laughs> between its legs. Yeah. I was like, that's funny. Let me go just, just kind of yeah, wanted was, to ding it with my hammer. <laughs> there was a, uh, and those are funny. And I'll squirrel with you real quick on that. There was a character. It was today. Uh, I had to get to, and when I got to him, uh, I'm going through like this total dark soulsy vibey type scenario. There's like something on fire. These wretches are coming at me. I get through them and over the hill is, uh, something with a, like a, I don't even know how to describe it. His head's metal, but it's like oh. an upside down button or something on it. Yeah. And, and Chris said, you got to hit And I, at first I, I was, a, I was my magic class and I was hitting them. Well, he gets up slow. He's like, eh, eh. And, but when he comes at you, now he's got Yoda speed, right? And he's coming at you, bro. And I was like, what do I do? Because all of a sudden when he turned around, I could not hit him. And the mechanic is 
like Chris said, move, 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 get behind them, hit, 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 move, move, move. And, and, and that's, that's cool. So mm -hmm. total, yeah. Like there's total just random bosses you fight can kill you and you gotta, you laugh at them because of how they look. But then a random dog can kill you if you're not quite in the right mindset to get it. And that's kind of the beauty of this game. They Chris, have. Did you, did you run into Bloody Finger Bob? <laughs> I probably have at some point. Um, you know, it, it begins to blend together. I mean, the things like I remember are the first time going uh, to this one region uh, and coming up. And there have been dogs in the game. And all of a sudden I see this one dog. I was like, why does that dog look like a T-Rex? And it's, it literally is, it's like a dog that walks on its hind legs and has little arms and just a massive head. I shoot at it. It starts running at me and just, you know, you could just see the yeah, choppers chomp, chomp, chomp. coming at you. You're like, Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, I've had a moment where I was just trying to go somewhere yesterday and I go to, uh, one of my, uh, sites of grace have unlocked because it was not too far from where I was trying to get to. It was the middle of the night. I guess I had never spawned in there in the middle of the night. Next thing I know, I take two steps and I start to see this huge boss materialize in front of me and instantly died. And I was like, huh, okay. You know, that's, I haven't had that one yet. Yeah. <laughs> you just, yeah. And then I was like, okay, how do I get him back? And started trying to figure that out. So it, it's things like that, that, uh, I love about these games, especially this, like it's gone to a whole new level. I think in the older ones, sometimes it would really feel cheap because you know, the game is almost expecting you to walk into a room and instantly die. And those are still here, but there's oh, a yeah. lot, there's a lot more just like randomness in the world because it's an open world where you're just like, I was not expecting a dragon, but I got a dragon. Okay. Let's figure out how I run away from dragon. Cause I'm not Dude, ready for dragon. Today. Chris saw this today and you already know about him. And so does Mike. And I remember him with my, with my, um, you know, my magic class that I did, but today I'm, I'm rolling through this woods. It's, it's got a haze to it. And, uh, I see something I want to go. I want to go down in this like little, this little stairwell because I've learned in the game, if you go, you see stairs, they lead down either to a dungeon or to just a door that if you can get down the stairs, there's like a chest. It's fantastic because it's got upgrades for you in there. But what happened to be on top of this set of stairs was a gigantic, really big, beautifully sleeping bear. And Chris is about three seconds too late because he's I'm streaming it for him. And he's about three seconds too late to tell me, why why'd you why'd you hit him? Just go down the stairs. So I hit him with my little weak sword and just piss him off. Like, and he, for the next probably 25 minutes, him and I do our song and dance. And it's one of those things, like Chris said, you, you just, it's because it's open world. You just stumbled across a bear who wants you dead, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, I, I love, if I had to say right now what I love the most about the game, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the right time to say it's the open world. I love, I love that because coming off a game like Sekiro, I know it's a, it's in and of itself different than the other from software games, but I do love that that it, there is that that exploration you can do, and and that is very. I say that knowing how frustrating it was being a day one player of this game. And Mike, Chris, sometimes I think you even heard me, John. I got super frustrated with this game uh, because it does not onboard. It, it, there we will we maybe we can talk about how it does mm -hmm. 
And, um, and once we found it after we all played, but it doesn't really hold your hand at all. Yeah. I think the big thing coming into this, like was, you know, you heard Miyazaki talk about how he didn't want this to be so dreadful a game and those kinds of things. And I think everyone took that as, Oh, this is going to be a little bit more, um, I guess more in line with current games. Right. And I would tell people it, despite maybe their best efforts, which I don't think they really did that much different than they do with any of the other souls games. Um, it's still very much a game where if you don't have a friend, you're not going online to look, if you're just going into this blind, you've never played one of these and you're wanting to do it because you like high fantasy. Like you have these memories of Skyrim or, or breath of the wild, right? Those two types of games where you just go out and explore this awesome world and fight things and discover things naturally. This game is, you know, it's going to be hard for you because like, you know, just walking out the first time you see that, that tree sentinel on the, on the horse, you're like, Oh, let's go try to fight that. And you're going to get your reality check very quickly. It doesn't really teach you how all these mechanics work. What's the importance of the things that you're picking up, right? Um, you know, where to necessarily get key things like unlocking crafting or like Sean and Mike for the first hour or so weren't able to level because they didn't understand that like just unlocking the side of grace wasn't enough. They need to actually rest at it so that the, the uh, woman would come that would unlock that ability game. Yeah. Didn't the game never told them that they should do this. Yeah. I knew it naturally just because I was like, Oh, I have 9,000 runes. I should probably do some leveling real quick. Right. Um, and then that naturally just came to me, but like, for someone who has never played these games, you, I would tell you, you're going to find out real quick if this is your cup of tea. And I don't mean just the, you know, the difficulty as far as some of the bosses. I more so mean the way you go about playing the game because it is very much kind of in the vein of classic games where, you know, for instance, just think of the original Zelda. You kind of show up, you go into a cave, it's dangerous, take this. There's nothing guiding you in that game, right? You kind of, you just go up and you start looking and you go here, screen keeps moving. All of a sudden you see a cave or, you know, what looks like to be a dungeon. You go into it and next thing you know, you're into it. Um, and it's kind of the same way here, right? There's never a point where someone gives you a quest and says, go precisely here. Here's your marker. Here's your waypoint or anything like that. There's not... Um, some even like breath of the wild where you have that opening couple of hours in the upper area before you actually get, you know, drift down to the main map to go explore where they kind of do a lot of explaining of here's how you cook food. Here's how, you know, use right. your different yeah. weapons and all that kind of stuff. So you, I mean, I would tell people there's an online community of people who really invest in these games. Fexter life is really, really good uh, at what they do. And there's no shame in going out there and researching it because I would tell you, if that's the only thing that's holding you back, what you're going to find is once you get past that initial thing, if you can get past it and you can deal with the fact that you're going to die, um, that's when you start to see their magic. When you get to those bosses and you're just like, that is so cool. Like the character, yes. the design, the things that they'll do as they transform in the battles. 
I mean, like the uh, Godric is an early boss in that game. And when he gets to his second form, I was just like, they're doing this. He's okay. (laughs) And it was, it was so cool. (laughs) I don't want to spoil it. A lot of the things you run across, I can't think of another word. And if there is one, you know, you guys help me out, but like epic, Mm. right? Like, like I'm, I'm strolling down on the South side, chilling. And I'm going to this like castle. I'm thinking I can go explore this a little bit. And all of a sudden I hear just the sound effect. I can't even do credits like, and you just hear boom. And there's a gigantic bow and arrow being shot at me. Mm. And I mean, that's just a, he's not even a hard boss. I don't even think he's considered a boss, Mm. but he can one shot you if that arrow hits you. And so now you have to think, you know, from a mindset of how, how do I get to that guy to make him stop doing that? <laughs> Cause that's devastating, you know, uh, or another, not really a boss, but the first time you see him, or at least the way I did it. And I think most players would, I call him naked, dirty hair, giant guy. Oh, he kind of the trolls, he, the trolls. Yeah. So they, uh, the first time I saw one homeboy just jumps off of a ledge at me mm-hmm. and I was like, we're doing this, not even a boss, just a troll in the way of where you want to go. And, and you're going to die the first time you see him because you're like, okay, I got a little confidence. I've leveled up a little bit. Let's see where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And the skills that, you know, something, okay, they're in the middle. Like I mentioned from a dog up, it, it's, you have to be on your game in this game to, to not, you know, to not just slip up and, and just die. It's it's kind of it's kind of cool. I kind of enjoy it, and, and, and you know, coming into this, I, I I don't think I surprised. Well, maybe I did. I don't know, but I surprised a lot of people potentially by saying I was very excited about this game, and it was my most anticipated because I was excited to see where I could go in a open world from software game that I thought might be like Sekiro a little bit, but also like something I didn't know, and initially stumbling out the gate. I was, I was, I was frustrated, Frank. Like I, it was rough. It mm-hmm. it was rough. Uh, but part of that was because of my launch and, and kind of circling back to that. Uh, we did the preload thing. Everybody loves a good preload, John, you know, uh, on Definitely. steam. And, and I was the one, so there was three of us. I was the one that had some issues. Um, yeah. we still don't know quite what those are. We think we do. Um, we thought it was the, and here comes the jokes, right? The anti-cheat thing wasn't, it wasn't clicking on my end, and we don't know why. Um, uh, so I was the first one to really kind of be held back. I see Chris's face, the screen's glowing. He's just like, it's here. It's here. I'm playing the game. I love it. And, I was like, Mike, yeah, yeah, Sean, that's terrible. Oh, yeah, look, just, is so, that so bear? That's not, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mike's playing the game, you know. And at first I'm thinking, this is, this is it. This is the game that's got my AMD card. You know, I should have, I sh- this is when I go, dang it, I should have went NVIDIA. Uh, but it, it may not have had it, it. I don't think it had anything to do with that. I don't know. I think um, it was, yeah, there's been, I guess it's the same anti-cheat software that uh, Fortnite uses. And whenever it came out for Fortnite last year, there were people that had a lot of issues with it. Because I yeah. guess anti-security uh, Software on PCs is not too friendly with it. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. And, and I don't have like an auto bot or nothing on my PC, mm. you know. 
What game was it that I downloaded and it just destroyed my computer? Total Warhammer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> destroyed my computer. It was hilarious. Mm. But, man, I got to echo what Chris said. It, if, if you go into this knowing that it is going to be hard, um, but you do have that that beautiful open world to literally just explore at your leisure, that may be hard to swallow for you if you're a gamer that is used to saying, this is where you go. Go here first. Start your adventure here. Uh, but but like Mike, and, and we, we're bringing up his name a lot because he's he's been with us on this journey. Mm-hmm. Mike did this. And correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, you played more with him. He just hopped on a horse and started going. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> he's done um, two characters because I think he, he started out in one. And he was like, eh, I didn't really like this. I want to switch, which I, which I thought was cool. But, yeah, like when he first started, he was pretty much just going. He 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 got to so many regions before I ever saw them because he was just going and finding sites of graces and and unlocking things where I was kind of just going like must grind, must get stronger, must go beat boss. <laughs> you know, I was in that Dark Souls mindset, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you know, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. you could have that mindset and you're you're gonna have a great time if that's your thing. Um, until you all of a sudden run into a random boss and <laughs> then you might have to run away <laughs> or else uh, the, the, or prepare to try. There are going to be people who, who relate to what I'm going to say, and there are going to be some people who can't. Uh, there are some people who love the challenge um, of fighting bosses that are super hard and are willing to do it over and over and over and over and over and over again because they know the feeling of defeating that boss. Mm-hmm. I like getting to that feeling of beating the boss, uh, but I don't necessarily love dying over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I feel like this game, uh, and you know, especially if you've listened to this show, it's not on the level of hardness of Sekiro. And Chris, I think, highlighted that early on. Yeah. It, it, it's not. But if I had to say, hey, Sean, what do you like more? Do you like that the fact that you've got an open world to explore, or do you like the challenge of the bosses? I think the open world edges it out for me because I can kind of see a bunch of things that I don't know that I would ever have seen if I played, if this was Sekiro, you know, or if this was a Dark Souls game that doesn't allow me to do this. I don't, I don't know how far I could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do love, like you've said so many times, you can just kind of have your own, your own way. It's, it's that water cooler game again. What I mean by that is how we used to do with a Zelda game, where if we were going to work physically and we'd be in a break room, and we were all three meeting up, we'd say, yeah. And like John would be like, hey, did you see Red Finger Bob under the bridge and whatever his name was? And I'd go, and we, last week we said, no, what are you, what are you talking about, you know? Or, or, you know, Mike did something the other day, and you're like, huh, I don't, I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah, Mike, you know, because of just the way we explore, like Mike is going to places, parts of the map that I haven't been, and then sometimes he'll come across things, and I'll be like, oh, I've been there, and maybe try this or whatever. Uh, and that's what's so cool about it right like where i could just be like if he was going like you know just another moment from the other day i was exploring and you know they have those uh air pockets where if you're on torment the horse you can jump up and it will kind of boost you up it's really cool yeah super cool i wish there were more of them honestly but uh yeah you know i think that's kind of for the most part, they're trying to keep you away from certain areas until you're ready for them. But I just go up and I land and all of a sudden there's a boss in the middle of this crater of this mountain. And 
you know, it, it, it's like it's charging at me full strength and I'm trying to figure it out. And, you know, it's those kind of moments where you're just like, I'm on top of a freaking mountain with this giant boss that's just trying to end me. I can't think of a game that gives me this out of nowhere, right? Yeah, like, it, you're not wrong. Out yeah. of nowhere, it, it really makes you feel like, so you're a human. Mm-hmm. Imagine finding yourself in a I have to not die moment. And how how you're willing to fight, and for an instant, or or for a few moments, fighting a boss, you feel that, and that is that's a cool feeling mm-hmm. to know what what have I learned? What is my best move? Do I just hold my you know? Do I hold my stance? Do I just dance with them? When do I have my opportunity to to do a thing on them? Uh, that is it is a it is a great feeling when it comes to those you know those epic fights and mm-hmm. and I the scenery you, you you painted the picture of the mountain and everything. And the crater, like some of these scenes, they're amazing. Yeah. They they're, really are. Uh I early on in the game, I you know, found an elevator that reminded like I saw it and I wasn't sure what it was. And um but I recognized it as looking similar to the elevator you first take up, right, before you go into the open world. So I was like, oh, let me go stand on that and see what happens. And the next thing you know, it reminded me a lot of what I loved in Skyrim. One of the things I loved, which was they had these dwarven ruins that you would find, like where you would go underground and there would just be this city that you did not know existed. And you could spend four hours exploring it and with, you know, great loot and terrible threats at every corner. And it was kind of something like this, like it starts going down and it just keeps going down and all of a sudden, I'm in this place I did not know existed, and it's beautiful uh, and enchanting, but also like terrifying at the same time because every enemy I'm kind of, you know, shooting magic at, I just watched the health bar go down this much. And that was when I started backing up slowly and got Sorry, back on buddy, the I'm elevator. <laughs> but then when I came back hours later, I mean, it led me, I went through a whole quest down there of doing things then had something else in the game happen that brought me back to a different part of it that just continued to blow me away. Um, that was like, how did I not know this part was here when I first came down here? You know, it's those kinds of things. Like you're just, it, it amazes you again and again, how much you thought you knew how big the game was or what everything, you know, where everything was. And then you find more and you're just like, how much more can there be in this? That's, and, that's where I want to be. Like, mm. so I, just, I feel, I, I, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go you're ahead. good, man. You were, oh, you, I, I feel like I'm on the tip and this is going to, this is, this sucks. I feel like I'm on the tip of greatness mm-hmm. of what I've seen. Um, and I, I, I want, I want to be level 130, and I want to be at places the, I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how the game is, has made itself want me to do that. I don't mm-hmm. understand it. it. It's everything against me. Everything, it should not be adding up for me to to like this game or want to play this game. Uh, but I do. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I had a little detour with Netflix this week, but Sometimes you need it. Yeah, it's fine. The best advice I could ever give someone when playing these games, if you ever get frustrated, there's no shame yeah. in putting the controller down for a couple of hours and 
and, you know, doing something else uh, because sometimes you do just need a break from right. from um, what um, you're um, trying um, to accomplish. Um, um, so just, <laughs> just, just out of, just out of curiosity and, and, and for the sake of dichotomizing, mm. um, putting two, uh, two titles together and this is, and you know, and, and I hope you take this Chris in the spirit of good faith, because this isn't just me pulling something out of my hat because this, these game, these, this game has been openly and widely compared to another game that we spoke about probably when this show, around the time the show first started. The way you're talking about environments and discovering new things and not, you know, coming back and didn't realize this was happening, you're talking the way that many of us were talking when Breath of the Wild came out. Mm-hmm. Now, aside from the obvious things that makes this game different, and I know that they're that they're there and that they're glaring. Mm-hmm. What did Breath of the Wild miss for you? In oh. that, you know, it, it's widely considered and and it's approaching many many lists as the greatest game ever made in certain circles. For you though, it was like in the top ten that yeah. year. I mean, you know? well, I'm not, and and you never trashed it. No, nah. you enjoyed it for what it was. But what is this game doing? that breath of the wild did didn't do that failed to seem seemingly failed to really hook you because you played through it. You pretty, and from our, from my recollection, you pretty much beelined it um, after a certain point, after a certain point, yeah. you, just sort of, you know, you, you barreled to, to Hyrule castle. Yeah. Once what I got, did this like, game do right. That didn't hook you the last time. Um, I mean, look, I, if I was giving a score still, I would give, Breath of the Wild probably like a nine out of ten. So like I think it is the best Zelda game since Wind Waker in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I have no problem. Well, actually, let me let me take that back. I'm gonna walk that back. It's the best one since uh the one on the 3DS. Uh, that was the sequel. Uh, Link to the Link of Time between or between two, two. That that's it. Yeah, that one was really really impressive as well. But yeah. I think that's because it plays off nostalgia a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh. I think the big thing for something like this, it, I enjoyed the open world a lot and exploring a lot, but I did start to see over time, especially with like the little, um, I guess temples, right? It kind of, after a while just felt like I was doing the same thing. Um, you know, with, and every now and then I would get one that was like, Ooh, that's really memorable. Right. Um, but knowing I had to consistently do it. So like I said, I did about 75 of them, I think 75, like 80. And when I got to that, I was like, okay, I'm good. I've got enough health. I'm just going to go ahead and see where this is going. And, and, you know, that was the part I enjoyed. Like I really enjoyed the, the main storyline as I got further and further along, especially like going out there and finding those, uh, the memory points, right. Where you have a picture and, those kind of things. Um, I think for something like this, while I would compare the open worldness, the, the exploration, definitely something like breath of the wild. The reason this one clicks more is it really is more in akin to, I would say Skyrim to me. It feels like the most Skyrim game since I've played Skyrim in the sense of here is a nameless character, right? That, you can start out whatever way you want and you can build him to be what you want. Right. Versus 
when you play Breath of the Wild, you're still, you know, you're still Link. That's that's just the the honest truth. Just kind of like with Witcher, right? You're you're no matter what, you're gonna be Geralt. That's that's the reality of that game. <laughs> um and you can make little tweaks to how you play it, sure. But I love the idea of here, you know, if John wanted to because he loves Sekiro, he could go be the samurai warrior. Um I can be the mage. Mike can be the warrior. Uh, you know, someone else could sit there and go, man, I want to have tons of fire magic or do a uh, battle mage type build, whatever it is. And there's not necessarily a wrong way to go about that, right? It's just putting in the work and then deciding how to build things and finding things throughout the world. I think what gets me here is where, as I said before, it felt like after a while I was primarily looking for a couple of things again and again and again. I'm not going to say there aren't things that repeat here in this game, because obviously that's every single game, but there's been so much that every time I think I've seen everything, I get surprised again, you know, um, from bosses to set pieces to the fact that in the elevation, uh, you know, something that I think does make it better than Skyrim. Skyrim would kind of tell you go here and then it would give you an idea of like, giving you guidance of where to go here. It literally is, you know, open up thing and read, and it will kind of give you a hint maybe, or you can listen to dialogue and might get a hint, but then going there and figuring it out. Right. Or going and looking on online community and going like, wait, was it he's saying here and seeing how people have pieced this together. It's just so cool. Like I had one earlier today, I came up and as I said, like something that does repeat is when you find these ruins, you know that there's probably going to be a stairwell that goes down, right? I came up and with this, there was a, a floating summons that was a jellyfish and it's talking like it's a, a, a little girl and she's talking about her and her sister. Her sister had always promised her that they would, you know, look up at the stars at night and things like that. And what I have to do it like took me a minute cause I'm like looking at the bottom. There's like a door and I can't get through. There's a barrier preventing me. I'm looking everywhere. I kind of go back and I look at her. I'm listening to this. I'm like, okay, she's a jellyfish. She's talking about a sister. She wants to see the stars at night. So I fast forward time to get to night. And what do I do? I have summons in the game. One of my summons is a jellyfish. So I summon the jellyfish. And the next thing those two bond, you know, their spirits lift up into the air and fade away and the door opens and I go in and I get some new gear from it. And I was just like, man, that's okay. Like I figured this all out. That's cool. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, there are times those, those little same things I go down and there's a chest and you're like, cool, I did the thing. And you open the chest and then the chest transports you halfway across the map to a place that's very scary. And you're trying to figure out how to get out of it. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's so even in I have limited time compared to you. And one of the for Mm -hmm. me right now where I stand recording this podcast, one of the most hilarious moments happened today uh, when when I uh, I know the map. Right. I know what I've seen on my my most played characters map. Chris, you pulled your map up today. And every time you find one of these these rights Chris was talking about. These are kind of like these little campsites, right? Mm-hmm. Chris has a million dots on his map. And I'm missing ones. because talking he's missing them, but I have like four. Yeah. 
talking with Mike where he was like, yeah, I'm here. And I looked at his map and I saw, I don't have that point right there, which made sense because I had not done the thing he was doing at that moment. So, you know, it's stuff like that, you know, um, yeah. but I, I love the art design. I love the, just the fact, the music in the game. Yeah, I, I was going to say music's phenomenal. The Very music is some of the best. Um, I do want to say criticisms because I don't want to just sound like a, I, I think this is a perfect game because I don't think that exists. Right. The biggest one is onboarding. I think they need to figure that out because I think they're just robbing people of a great opportunity. Um, multiplayer. I don't understand why they can't just m simplify this. They always make it really like I'm fine with the messaging system in there. Um, and all that, but like, I had to listen to Sean and Mike when they were trying to figure out how to get together. Mike had to go look it up and it was a 10 step process. That was just a pain. And I was like, why in today's world of, of online gaming, can I not just go open up a menu and go invite friend to game and select Sean. Yeah. Even and if go, it's at boss, only bosses or whatever, even if it's only yes. bosses. And just make it easier. And even there, like that's broken too, because Sean and Mike could play together for hours on end in the open world, exploring things. But if you get to a boss gate, Sean has to leave Mike's game and then come back in again be before he can go into the boss, things like that, that needs to be improved. And then, um, the biggest one I think is while I've enjoyed this game immensely. Yeah. PC uh has had some issues I, I would say the last they put a a small patch out i think it was sunday it was either sunday or monday and i've had pretty consistent performance since then but like i was as i was playing this game at all times monitoring my uh you know just how my computer my cpu my gpu and all that is doing right what my fps is on the screen and even though my GPU is not being taxed at all, like it's primarily ran at between like 30 and 40 C I'm just watching. I, I have points uh, where I would just have so much stuttering frame rate uh, that would lock me up. And then I would be jumping around trying to get to things on torment as this is happening. And when the screen catches up, I'm trying now to not go off a cliff because right uh, because of, of the way yeah. it's reacting. So, you know, it's a really, it, and it surprised me a lot because John, I think you played Sekiro on PC. Mm -hmm. um, I it played perfect. it and it was the best version of the game I have played. You know, I played originally on PS4 for Sekiro, but like, there's no reason. There's absolutely no reason why this game should not be running like a champ on, um, on these PCs because they have so much resource. And honestly, as much as I love the art style of, uh, of these from software games, I, I would not call them the most like stimulating, like demon souls remake is the best looking one. Oh, of no, the, dude, these glowing of trees the in Elden ring. They're pretty, they're, well, they're pretty. Well, see, that's how they get by. <laughs> they, they have great art, yeah. but like yeah. they're compared to, you know, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. That is a much more technically demanding game of what is yeah. going on uh, for its open world. And there's just no reason that these PCs shouldn't be able to run it consistently at 60 frames per second. 
especially if you're not even going to max settings, you know, like we've had friends that have dropped it down to high to medium and they're still struggling. And I don't know why and they it doesn't be, make yeah. sense. I want to add on, uh, and we kind of personally talked about this today, Chris. Um, I don't know if it's pinpointed as the camera or if it's a combo of the camera with the lock on like targeting system. Yeah. Lock on. There are times where I kind of get, and it could be a me thing. Maybe it's not, Mm. but it's, it's, it gets kind of rough sometimes kind of both janky. And I don't really like that. Yeah. It doesn't always do a great job of figuring out what you're trying to select. Even if like you're looking up at it, if you're looking up here, trying to lock onto an enemy and there's an enemy beneath the stairs, if the enemy beneath the stairs is technically closer to you, it's going to automatically lock onto that. And that's frustrating, especially yeah. if you know, like you're someone like me who's a mage and need to consistently lock on to things. Uh, and I found also the way that you can kind of cycle through logging on or locking on, they use the right analog stick and I'm, you play this game with a controller, even on PC, right? Uh, so. That stick for some reason, as a gamer, you tend to want to move a lot. Mm-hmm. Camera. And then, but when you move it, when you're locked on, all of a sudden you may now be locked on to another enemy. Sure. And you're wondering why you're dying. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, this is, this, this, dude, you just talked about Elden Ring <laughs> on a podcast. One game came out this year. Uh, <laughs> we actually got one that released. So it's we nice. can stop because we can just come back uh, January for our goaties because, uh, <laughs> that's awesome that's um awesome. are you guys gonna do richards how do you feel i, I was yeah I'm, I'm gonna do one i think i put enough time where i can do a richard okay and, but I'll, I'll do a caveat obviously and john i think is gonna he's gonna pass he's gonna say he hadn't put enough time in he's gonna be a, a point guard and pass the ball yeah he's gonna john stockton it yeah we'll be the carl malone you want to go first right, uh, yeah i'll go first yeah i mean see chris is Chris is he's the king of played so far. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Chris took out took off work on a Friday and a Monday. And and boy oh boy did he have a good time. Uh and yeah, even coming out the gate and I've had some issues. Um I don't know quite why, but you know, it it's 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 not good to hear that everybody's having issues, but in a way it is, so you you kind of go, "Hey, at least it's not just me." Mm-hmm. Uh whatever, but um this game is it, I was very excited to play the game and I still play the game today that should speak a lot because once i got to a point with Sekiro guys you know i shut it down i was done and i'm not there with this game uh mm-hmm. at all i i really really enjoy it and I, I i mentioned earlier in this review that i i feel like i'm on the tip of an adventure iceberg that that once i get to that tip it's over like i'm gonna keep going and keep wanting to do more um and stuff like that so it, we've made a habit and it's it's okay that we do this of of doing where we're at now reviews, you know, um, and where I'm at now, I gotta say the game's an eight point five for me. That may seem shockingly low for you, but understand where it's coming from. This is coming from Sean, who's playing a from software game, and despite its challenges from opening day uh, to now, he still thinks it's an eight point five with room to definitely grow. And that's kind of where I want to leave it. And and I think if if you are a fan of Dark Souls or games like that, um, yeah, you've probably already got this game. But if you're on the fence about it, I don't think you'll have a regret in the world by purchasing this game. And I hope you have fun. And remember, there'll be challenges and don't break too many controllers. 
Uh, this game is a six for me, six out of ten. Um, <laughs> sounds, sounds legit. Yeah, sounds you know, legit. I'm yeah. controversial. Um, no, <laughs> uh, this is ten out of ten. I think it, when we did our preview, uh, most anticipated, this was third on my list, with God of War being second and Starfield being number one. And I think Starfield had earned that right to be number one because the Todd father has earned my respect. <laughs> Not the Todd father. Right. We always trust in the Todd father, but I will say this. I mean, this is, I will be very surprised when I finish this. If it is not in the conversation of like one of my top three games of all time. Um, I've That's big. like, yeah, you know, Skyrim had always been, to me, the masterpiece of high fantasy, and I feel like this is finally we're we're going to the next level of what this can be. And I'm not saying that Todd Father doesn't have a shot to get back into this, right. but right. I hope he can bring it, and I hope Starfield's you know able to do something just as amazing as this. At the very least, I just hope it's a really good game that I enjoy playing. Um, but you know, I. I cannot remember the last time I've been this surprised that like that this pulled me this much as I've, as I've kept going where I was like, Oh, this will probably be like a 45, 50 hour game. And, um, you know, I'll have moments where I get frustrated and, uh, other moments <laughs> where I, you know, uh, am amazed. But I mean, there was a moment last night where, and I think I sent Sean a pic of it, uh, on there where I was on top of this mountain and I was looking at the path going through. And I, I mean, as someone who, who, uh, every now and then has been known to go, you shall not pass. Okay. <laughs> I literally in that moment felt like I was Gandalf going trying to go across the misty mountains in fellowship it was that kind of thing to me where it just looks so cool and epic and i knew whatever was on the other side of this thing was going to be challenging and it's just it's breathtaking getting to all the different areas and everything just keeps surprising me and i have to say you know i've done a good number of the bosses in these games before um and there's some amazing ones especially in Sekiro. There have been like two bosses in this that amazed me, like where I was like, this is just so unique that they're doing this. And it, it was so cool to, to go through. And one of them killed me probably a hundred times, uh, but finally got it the other day and Tara got it, I think yesterday and posted about it. And I felt so rewarded afterwards uh, that I can't remember the last time you know, I've had that in a game and that's what I love about them. When you do Witch, actually call your Witcher three, Witcher three, <laughs> probably Witcher three, Chris, probably Witcher three. It's probably Witcher three. <laughs> mass effect remake. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, this is, yeah, 10 out of 10 and definitely number one slot going on for the rest of the year. The game to nice. be well done boys. Well done. Mm-hmm. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! 
I've got the scoop of the century. See, <laughs> we've waited to news, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. All the stuff that's important for you to hear. The time is nigh. John? It's time. It's time for growth. Oh, I, I like love growth. growth and girth. Wait, what? Yep. Which, uh, which speaking of girth, <laughs> Elden Ring continues to show its girth. Uh, particularly on Steam, the game has been out for over two weeks now with no sign of slowing down. Uh, the game has uh, overtaken New World to become Steam's sixth biggest game of all time by concurrent players. It has now peaked at 953,426, which pushed it past New World's 913,634. The game has not dropped below half a million concurrent players since its release on february 25th that's impressive that is impressive um, largely largely because uh it's not a um a true multiplayer game in my <laughs> opinion i think that's i think that's impressive yeah am i wrong in that no i mean it's impressive because like, like the only thing that's even comparable to it in recent memory is the launch of uh cyberpunk right where primarily single player game where you're uh you could play it on multiple systems right it's not like say lost ark or new world you know csgo where you can only play it on steam um as far as users so everyone you're basically getting a true player count right then there of how many people in the united states are playing it um and uh, it backs up because like what i think they you know the british um as far as games, media, and all that, they put out weekly sales. And, of course, Horizon was number one the week before. Elden Ring was uh, was number one last week. And they said it basically sold 2.5 times as many copies as uh, Horizon had. And it was the biggest launch of a non-Call of Duty or FIFA game in England since uh, Red Dead. So, you know, you just, just had to bring up Red Dead, didn't he? That's what they said. I just, you know, <laughs> I'm just quoting them. <laughs> but, you know. Who, it, who are they, Chris? You know? Game Biz Industry, I believe is the site. Uh, but, yeah, so it's it's widely popular. I did not even think this would be this popular when it came out, you know. So, congrats. I kind of I, I did. The hype was real. Yeah. I don't know. I just figured there would be enough like a bunch of people go like, Oh, that looks interesting. But then would be like, I don't want to go through the pain of a from software game, but obviously they are. Well, you know, there, there would be some people who would say that same thing about the release of uh wow's newest expansions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blizzard is getting ready to reveal a <laughs> slew of new announcements to include an expansion for World of Warcraft and a Warcraft mobile game. Mm. Boo. March 15th will bring us a new announcement for a Hearthstone expansion. For my first words. Look for the announcement for that uh, World of Warcraft expansion on April 19th. Ooh. That's pretty awesome. The, late, the last expansion was released in 2020. So it's about that time for a new adventure, and also because that expansion has not uh, garnered the greatest of reviews by players. Yeah, I think they said like they just had a part that closed some quest that they had been building for nearly twenty years, and 
the community was not impressed from what I've gathered. I saw Asmongold Gold was definitely not impressed. Yeah. But yeah. um I don't know, there's been a lot of uh rumors as far as I I think the community's known this was coming, right? So yeah. hopefully it will turn it around. I mean Well we'll see. They'll probably announce it in April and in, in in classic form you'll get it in fourth quarter, maybe October, November ish. Wouldn't it next year, right? Would it be next year? I don't know. Yeah. I thought. It's usually every two or three years, I guess. I mean, this is kind of when I wish we had Josh on speed dial. Right. He knows these things by heart. Or Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah or Tommy. Yeah. What up, boys? How you doing? Uh, Well, you, you know what, Sean? While you're waiting. Yeah. Well, what uh, can I do in the meantime? You can join the 20 million folks who apparently played Lost Ark. Yeah, uh, I was one of those, buddy. Yeah, Lost Ark has now passed more than 20 million players, with half of it coming from its release in the West this month. More than 4.7 million new players joined within three days of the game's release in North and South America, Europe, and Australia, with the number now growing to more than 10 million. The game has already had a huge following with its release huge. In, in South Korea back in 2019. According to Amazon Games VP Christopher Hartman, uh, the game hey, you thought it was going to say Christopher. So I know. I was like, like that. I was like Christoph. I'm like, wait. <laughs> uh, the game is just getting started. Uh, saying, "quote Together with Smilegate, we are committed to supporting the growing community with a robust roadmap of updates in the years to come." And I think it's like it's funny, like how different two things from Amazon have gone where, you know, I think new world was really big on day one and, you know, yeah. maybe it's first week or two, but then you just started, even though it took a while, you just kept seeing the number go down and down and down. But on the other side, lost Ark, it was like, well, we've already got two years of content. We've got a great game that we've optimized to perfection. Right. And you bring it in and, it, you know, especially around here where Diablo is very popular. I think that's always that's the allure for me to even try this game out has been like, man, this looks like Diablo, but an MMO. That's pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, it is yeah, widely popular. I think it. I think you could probably say for the near future, it might end up being the most popular MMO in the world. Yeah, you it know? could be. It could be, actually. Topic and, and time? It, it, I'm down mm. for it to be a topic if we need a breather. Yeah. Uh, I might can I if hopefully I can get my friend on the show. He would be amazing at this game. He knows so much about it. But uh, yeah, it it's one of these games where I've there's been so much goodness that's come out, and it's so weird for us because it's been so rough. I mean, Lost Ark came out. You know, I got a new Horizon game. We got Elden Ring. Uh, John got a uh, some game where one of our friends came on and talked about it. And I mean, it's just a good time to be to be a gamer and, and lost Ark's one of those games where I can just fire it up. Um, and, and yeah, I'm kind of getting left behind a little bit by hardcore gamers, but it's so fun. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks great. And, and it's got some of the best dungeons, uh, and the things you do in dungeons that I've ever seen in an MMO ever. That's like that's ever high praise. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, dude, there's points where you can like grab onto these, uh, handlebars and like go down <laughs> a rope across a canyon of death <laughs> you, you don't do that in mmos you know it's pretty awesome no you don't that, that might be something crazy you do in like a grand theft auto game maybe 
I mean, you know, like that kind of stuff. True. Is, is that John? That is, that is John. No, that's not me. Yeah, it is. It's not me. Well, I don't want it. Well, Rockstar. Got him. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the next gen? Rockstar has revealed the pricing for GTA 5 and GTL Online. Online Online. <laughs> on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Yeah. Yeah. The game will not be offered as free upgrades for existing owners, Ew. but the products will be launching at 50% off all new-gen platforms for the first three months of launch. GTA Online will be discounted at 75% off for the first three months at launch, priced at $9.99. And, uh, Chris, that's USD for our fellow commies. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think they got nine nine dollars right now. So, should this be a free upgrade for people? I think no. so, especially GTA Online. I mean, it's maybe like, GTA Online, but not the game. No, I just I'm not huge on a game that literally has been out Correct. for We're nine. I've heard that <laughs> uh, for nine years now, right? Uh, it's been out, and you're talking about. Like for the most part, I think the upgrades on this are going to be comparable to the PC version, right? You say that about well, every upgrade. Well, I mean, you, isn't that name another John, game though that doesn't does he top, always like, say that sales every week it's forever? Basically, it's well, basically the you, PC. You think well, miss but an opportunity that's to make money. But that's the thing. Like that's the only reason it's being done is they see the money that it could be made, and it's like. GTA Online, like that's nice that it's going to be only nine ninety nine, right? But it's like, what do they need that money? Do they really need that money when they make like a billion dollars in their transactions on GTA Online every single month? <laughs> no, they uh, don't. Chad's saying that, yeah. You know. Chat uh, specifically, Draven is saying they've milked that cow to death. Yeah, They're starting to get powdered milk. Are they are they pulling a Skyrim on us with GTA Five? You know what I mean by that? Right. Where it's like everywhere. On all the things. But, you know, wow. I would rather it just be that if you've given them money and you're staying on the same platform, if you're going from PS4 to PS5, Xbox One to Series S or X, that you just get an upgrade. upgrade. I mean, I, I mean, of course I'd be down with it. But yeah. I mean, I'm not going to hate on them for charging it. It's going to be, but they're going to put it like 75% off or 50% off. They got to get back into the top 10 somehow. And they can't do that right. by just right. <laughs> giving you a free upgrade. Do they really need to do it to get back in the top 10? <laughs> it just well, seems. Um, they've been out of the top 10 all all of 22 so far, I think. It finally happened. And I, I, I want to say much, the show. Much, it's over. much of 2021. It's yeah. been a while. Been around. Been around. Uh, you know who's not going to be in the top 10 anytime soon? Ooh. Do I say it? Do I say it, boys? <laughs> Putin. Uh, so, yeah, this next news article is about Putin versus video games. Yeah, the war. Um, and John said, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to talk about it. Now, John's having the, a uh, war with Burgess. <laughs> the, uh, the war is now affecting video games. Let me tell you how. Video game companies such as Xbox and EA, to name a few, are beginning to halt their operations in Russia amid outcry over the country's recent shenanigans. Earlier in the week, Ukrainian digital minister uh, Mikhailo Fedorov called on Microsoft and Sony to block all Russian and Belarusian accounts. 
and cancel any planned gaming events. In a recent tweet, he stated, You are definitely aware of what is happening in Ukraine right now. Russia declare war not for Ukraine, but for all civilized world. If you support human values, you should leave the Russian market. They responded with Microsoft stating that if, that if, that it will, sorry, suspend all new sales of Microsoft products and services in Russia. While Sony quietly took Gran Turismo 7 off the market in Russia as well. Many other video game publishers and devs have followed suit. Apple has also ceased selling its products in Russia. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody's hitting the old eject button on uh, anything to do with Russia right now. Yeah. I think that's swell. Yeah. I guess Microsoft is a little bit different because they operate in a lot of tech, you know, not just really video games, right? And entertainment. So they obviously, them deciding to do this is pretty big. Maybe like it might not be big tomorrow, but uh, it would be big if like you went two or three years of innovation from say Apple, Amazon, and uh, Google, right? All these tech companies not allowing any of their products or services to be in Russia. So that's big. Um, I mean, I guess the other ones are kind of more so just doing it because they don't want to be associated with it, which, and probably also, I think there are some pretty strict sanctions being put on them as far as just doing business in general. So sucks. But if you're a Russia person, but you know, wars. Well, I just, I don't know what this, I can see the strategic impact that, that a company like Microsoft can have on doing this. Mm -hmm. So you can almost give them somewhat of a pass for this. Not that, not that they deserve, not, not that there's a pass to be given per se, but I just, I don't really know. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be convinced um, what this really does to hurt Putin exactly. I mean, let's, I mean, the worst thing we can do to a non-capitalistic system is show them the beauties of a capital is not show them the beauties of a capitalistic system and then have Putin's media conglomerates say, you see what capitalism does. It deprives you of the things that you want. This is, this is pure propaganda for Putin. I mean, this is, this is, this is for, this is for Putin. This isn't for anything else. And, you know, it, it's amazing how gutless and spineless corporations can be when they want you to go look at Put, look at Putin and what Russia does, but don't look at what China does and what and what they're doing to the Uyghurs. It's just a strange dichotomy, if you will, <laughs> of we go here because the attention's here, but we're going to give you sweatshops. Because those those Nike shoes, you know, you want those, you know, you we, we you know you want. It's it's like we kowtow and we bow to China, which has, quite frankly, a human's right, a human rights record worse than Russia's, and we do business with them. But Russia's different, because Russia's in the uh, in, in in has got everybody's attention. Yeah, it's just because they went to war to a country who didn't want to go to war. So people are saying, how can we say F you to Russia? All right, so let's not sell our stuff there. That'll make us feel better. And if it's if it if it gives Putin propaganda, I don't give a crap. I'd I'm gonna I'd feel better saying Microsoft's not selling there anymore. That's just me. And and you may be absolutely hundred percent right, but I promise you, all everybody who's pulling out of Russia, 
it's going to affect Russia, and he may use it to make people hate the people who pulled out on him. I, you know what? Sorry. Yeah. Go to war again with somebody else who don't want to go to war. I guess, yeah, I kind of see it as, like, even if you do sell your products or not, Putin's going to pretty much, you know, try to use propaganda. And it already is right now, right? Like, basically trying to tell them, oh, yeah, there's nothing going on here, and this is the real reason why we're invading and all this kind of stuff. You know, these people are, we're, what, he basically called them Nazis, didn't he? And that was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so he's going to do his thing regardless. I think like to me, the bigger thing, the biggest one of all that I thought of all these that I thought is going to have a big impact is going to be Visa and MasterCard both saying we're not going to allow our transactions here, you know, just because I want to I want to be very clear. I'm talking about the video game industry. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about financial institutions. I'm not talking yeah. about people that can provide um, infrastructure like Microsoft for, for, for bandwidth and, and all this other stuff. I'm talking about you not being able to play Mario. Mm-hmm. It's as if Putin's going to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We cannot no, play. The people Putin. will. We cannot, we cannot play Mario anymore in Russia. So we're going to leave. You were going to leave Ukraine. It's mm-hmm. over. Nintendo no, showed us no I don't think that's it, the it reason. Will, if you I want you to, I want you to closely pay attention to what I said. I, I don't I want did. it to be lost. I don't want it to be lost. My main point is we virtue signal over here while China is killing people of color over here. Do you sure. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I saw that you brought China we, into this, which kind of threw ever, me off a little bit, to be quite honest. Ever, would we ever, under any circumstances, if they invaded Taiwan, Mm-hmm. Would we do this? I can't I answer on that. Doubt it. I I can't answer on I that, and I I'm it. I'm honestly quite shocked that we even are saying that right now. Why? Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm shocked. China's but, a, I mean, China's a big, China's a big topic of conversation in video games, whether we want to admit it or not. We we don't. They didn't make like the, they didn't make the official news uh, pamphlet that I got this week though. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm just a little surprised. I guess that we brought China into it. I guess it's. I agree with John. In but the you're sense. not wrong. The China, yeah. They, I'm going to say this real quick, Chris, and I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Acid said it well that you're not wrong. The Chinese atrocities are they're hidden. Correct. They're there. They're terrible. And that's LeBron, unfortunate. LeBron James knows what they're doing. Come on. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, like to their credit, like yes, Chinese the China is very terrible, especially to certain groups of its own people has done very terrible things. There's no question about that. Um, but it's to me, it's that kind of thing of like when you used to look at Iraq and Iran and what was the difference between the two? Well, Iraq decided to invade Kuwait and you know, that's when that seemed to be where the rest of the world drew a line. Right. And I would say if China invaded Taiwan, that very well might be the moment that another line could potentially come up and, and change things. And maybe that's the one thing that keeps them from not doing it. Um, it depends on if Taiwan's uh yeah. part of NATO. I don't know. Maybe they, yeah. maybe they are. Uh, but but with this, yeah. I mean, like, I think your companies here are just doing this, yeah, primarily for two reasons. One, they don't want to be associated negatively with it. And two, I think, you know, it's it's just a kind of classic war type move where it's like, well, we're at war with, you know, as far as we're here, we are against this side of the aisle and we're not going to do business yeah, and, and with them. And they were them. provoked by so. the, the digital minister of Ukraine to do mm-hmm. it. And there, you know, Ukraine is like pulling out any and all stops to like whatever. 
yeah. can hurt Russia. Do it. And if they think right now it's don't sell video games there, it it would look really bad if they didn't say okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect that because you can't buy Mario uh, in Russia that you know the people are going to uprise and and overthrow uh, his regime. You know, but it is what it is. And you never know; somebody could get pissed and they go, "Go wait a minute." <laughs> I've had enough of this. The new DLC is coming out. The new DLC, bro. The next Putin is the next Putin because he couldn't play Mario in Russia. That's funny. Uh, Is this me? You are talking about a board hire now. Yes. Okay. Well, Activision, everyone's favorite company, uh, had a board hire. Despite having three years to comply with the law, Activision Blizzard claims that it's a violation of a California law that requires a company to have at least three women on its board of directors by the end of 2021 is due to complications with the acquisition by Microsoft. The company currently has two women on its board out of 10. Quote, to meet this requirement and improve the diversity of our board of directors, the company retained a search firm and began interviewing potential additional female directors in 2021. However, since the company's current directors would cease to continue to serve on the board of directors upon consummation of our proposed transaction with Microsoft, we were unable to conclude the process in 2021. We will be continuing our efforts to appoint a new female director. Uh, I guess it kind of makes sense, you know, definitely corporate, you know, transactions like that could definitely hold up. Uh, but I don't know. It seems very corporate speak. Yeah. Or, or very compliance speak. I should say very lawyer yeah, compliance. And, and, speak. I mean, and <laughs> unfortunately there, there may have been a time that I, I believe that mm-hmm. like wholeheartedly. And right now I still give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, there was some crazy stuff that happened, and maybe they were trying to. It, it, I'm going to say this: if they had a certain time frame to get the third member on there to comply, mm-hmm. and they were waiting to the end of the year to do it anyway, that yeah. kind of sucks. But they did kind of have a lot happen at the end of the year that could have take you know took the attention off getting that third one in because we had this other thing going on because there's other things going on. I, I don't know. Yeah, let's just hope they get it done and they comply because they're going to have to. I mean, we've said this before, when they kind of really get under the belt of Microsoft. Well, <laughs> once they get to Microsoft, it will be a non-issue regardless, yeah. just because they have, like, even with on Xbox, they have, like, three or four women on that, you know, level. Yeah. Uh, there is another lawsuit to talk about with Activision, and this one is, is quite, to be honest, kind of sad. Uh, the family of a former employee died by suicide and and um. 2017 is suing the company for a wrongful death. The complaint states that sexual harassment at the company was a significant factor in the death of their daughter, a 32 year old finance manager who was found dead at a retreat in 2017. The lawsuit calls Activision Blizzard liable for preventing the harassment she faced while working for the company. According to an Activision spokesperson, the company is, quote, deeply saddened by the tragic death of Miss Moynihan was a valued member of the company. We will address the complaint through the legal process as appropriate. And out of respect for the family, we have no further comment at this time. 
Yeah. This was in the initial reporting, I thought, uh, as far as when California did their initial lawsuit, that that was one of the stories they highlighted was this was this person. So I guess it's not too surprising now that the family would, you know, go, hey, this is in the in the spotlight. So, you know, maybe they feel like they might have a case to be made, especially if they have the support of uh, California's, uh, you know, as far as them maybe cooperating, you know, giving them whatever material they have. But I don't know. I'm sure it will get worked out. Yeah, and I, I hope it does. Uh, if it really is tied to what they're saying, I hope it gets worked out for sure. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to go back to back with uh, our number three and four batter, John. Well, that is a forespoken conclusion. Sure. Oh. Um, forespoken. Um, I think among many of us, this has been kind of an anticipated title we were looking forward to seeing more luminous productions the developer behind the upcoming force spoken has moved its release date from may 25th to october 11th in a statement from twitter the developer explained that the delay would let them focus all of their efforts on polishing the game love a good polish the game was first announced back in 2020 the game uh, the game starts fray a young woman pulled from modern new york into a fantastical realm called Athea. My dog is whining. I got to let her in. <laughs> I, uh, that's, I'm going to, that's 18 delays. I think major delays now that have been announced this year. Mm-hmm. This one, I am not too excited for the developer just because I think it is not being in the fall was a good place for him. And now yeah. you think October 11th and what could be announced as far as release window for the fall, uh, I do fear that if that's when this game comes out, it very well could be lost in the shuffle unless it just gets really amazing, you know, reception. So uh, best of luck, I guess. Do you remember when cars had CD? uh, I don't know what they were called, but you could shuffle CDs, Mm -hmm. CD changer. That word shuffle just made me think of CD changers. Do you remember those days? Or am I just dating myself right now? You are. I I don't know. John, I hate the title. Forspoken. Mm. Do you I not? I just it does. What 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 word is that? Forspoken. Their word. Maybe they just. Yeah, it's like it, it's a, it's a made up word. All yeah. words are made up. Maybe they maybe they just put like a hundred like words that they thought. Oh, that could sound interesting for a title, and started throwing darts, and that's the one they yeah. hit. Well, this uh this game was uh this game looked looked done um. And this is a long delay. Um, they were weird, right? They had been getting some criticism for um, how they were representing the character. Mm-hmm. You can you can go check that out for yourself. I won't expand on it here, but I wonder if it's got some things to do with the fact that you know certain developers have a certain demographic, yet they're yet they're trying to tell stories of people of color. Uh, and getting criticized for not having representation in their development team in order to tell that story and represent people of color. I think there was an issue of credibility there. So maybe they're taking a step back. Maybe they're taking a pause to maybe address some of those criticisms, maybe tweaking some of the story, getting some new people involved. 
which could potentially be a good thing. Didn't expect that, did you? I did not. <laughs> but did you expect some Dead Space news, John? It's, uh, I, I expect John to read things about Dead Space, yes. Yes. Well, Dead Space news is a good thing. We should be getting our next glimpse into the development process of EA's upcoming horror reboot slash remake with the company announcing a new developer's live stream coming later this week. The YouTube live stream event is set for Friday, March 11th and will be the quote latest in their series of early looks at the development of what goes into the remake of this game. You know, I don't care. I don't want to see this. If it's, if it's, if you have nothing substantial to show progression, I'll watch it. Okay. The first time around just to see what it is. But if this is going to be sort of an ongoing development notebook, I don't want to see it. I just show it to you. You're me. a liar. But no, no, you did say you'd watch it because uh, I said I'll watch you- it. But if yeah. it's nothing more than, hey, here's here's the new design for the gun we're using. I, I don't want to see that. I got you. I, just just give me give me the meat and potatoes when you're ready to give me a release date. I was so, gonna make a joke about a Metroid Prime logo. That's funny. <laughs> and you would totally watch that. Metroid uh, Prime doesn't exist. Chris, I, I'm going to pivot and let you read both those last okay. ones if you want, because my daughter thinks she can knock on the door and tell me she's hungry. And well, I feed her, so I'll be I'm right hungry. Back. We're getting so many video game uh, TV adaptations here, and we got another one announced. Amazon Prime Video will potentially be adapting God of War for television. The company is in talks with PlayStation to adapt the game. The Expanse creators and executive producers Mark Fergus and Hawk Osteby. Isn't that a great name? Hawk Osteby. Uh, uh, as well as the Wheel of Time producer Rafe Judkins are all looking to join the adaptation. If finalized, the project will join a growing catalog of PlayStation properties being adapted to the uh, small screen. With The Last of Us and Twisted Mel leading the pack, I guess the question is, if you do this, I would think the way... Which Kratos? Yeah, like, I would think you would do it in the vein of the storytelling and emotional impact of, of you know, the latest one, right? But no, but if you're going to do it, you have to go back and tell those early stories from, you know, from Sparta and and him becoming God of War and all that kind of stuff. Otherwise, it would make no sense to anyone who has never played one of these games. Right. So I don't know. Like, on the other hand, are they going to do a show where, you know, he's just like, thank you so much, Zeus. You know, are they going to do that as a TV show? I don't know. Did you know that, uh, that Kratos said more things than that in the original trilogy? (laughs) It's still my favorite line in it. It's just, thank you so much for your help. You would imagine that this would have to be reputational wise. If they did the, the Greek mythology part, it would have to be, blood sex and violence you know it would have to it would have to dive into that which i don't know see that's why i don't really want this knowing that amazon prime is going after it because i don't know that they've i don't know that they would be interested in really telling the entire story they will Uh, spell they will spend money on it sure because they'll spend the money on it Real time, I know, had a huge budget. And, uh, of course, the upcoming uh, Lord of the Rings show is like, what was it? Like, they're playing to spend $2 billion. 
something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Sean, if you were to have a God of War TV series, do you want them to do everything? And like, do you want Kratos in those early parts? If so, to be Kratos as we known him from those parts of the game, or do you want him like, how I guess this more recent Kratos is as far as storytelling and all that. I'm muted. Okay, I'm back. So uh, there's going to be two things I want. I either want beginning Kratos and I want to see his family destroyed, which catapults him into the Kratos we know, or I want to see it pick up on new God of War, like you said. So either beginning or the most recent and you kind of get backstory filled in as he continues his story on TV. Okay. Yep. So I, I think that would be great. I think it's fantastic. Like, and the, you mentioned it, I'm sure um, I did step away, but I caught you mentioned the Lord of the Rings show. We got a Halo show coming out. Uncharted yeah. movies in the theater. We got some God of War stuff maybe being a thing. The Castlevania animated series has always been hype. Last you know, of Us. Last of Us shows. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a good time, man. Um, and then, did you guys manage to go see Uncharted ever? No, no. I was waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, are you ready to do the thing and do a back to back? Finally, this week, Eat boys, <laughs> boy. Uh, speaking of Sony, we got a state of play coming tomorrow, guys. Sony has announced a state of play for Wednesday, March 9th, that will cover new reveals and eye-catching updates for the PS4 and PS5. Uh, <laughs> the show will last around 20 minutes and will begin at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will broadcast on both YouTube and Twitch. The show will have a heavy focus on games from Japanese publishers, but sorry, Sean, they specifically mentioned there will be no announcements or updates on PSVR 2. We don't need them, you mm. know? We're just fine. <laughs> we know what it looks like, and they said it's coming out. I, I gotta say, I do, I, I, I think I've said this before, and again, like some people might go, oh, it's only 20 minutes, so it's not big. I don't know, you know, but I do like the fact that they're like, we have 20 minutes of announcements. Like we're not going to show you a bunch of stuff that we could just put out later. I'm really hoping that if it's like some of these other ones where they did do announcements, it's like, okay, here is something from square. Here is maybe like if Neo three is getting announced that gets brought up. Or of course we had street fighter six get announced um, a couple of weeks ago. So maybe they'll have something from them. Kojima, I don't know. Uh, that's probably not likely, but I guess possible. You know, but regardless, I know whatever they're going to show me, you know, it's probably not going to be very long for each thing. And yeah. I'll be in and out in 20 minutes uh, if I want to watch <laughs> yeah. the presentation. <laughs> what? Anyways. I don't know, but I like it. Uh, well. If that's the case, then, um, guys, I don't know if you know this, but we got to wrap up. Never. Okay. Just to be safe. Ha ha ha.
Emails. Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the Holy Lord, it's taking us forever to get here, but we are here. This is the part of the show where we get to interact with you guys directly. Uh, one way you can do that is by sending us an email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com, and we have a couple we're going to read. So if your name's Dan or, or Jawan, yeah, we're about to read your emails. I'm not going to. John, Chris, do you got them, or what's happening? Yeah, I'm there. All right. Uh, I'll choose the one that's tiled Elden effing ring. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dan writes in and says, all right, lads, I don't know if you're going to cover Elden Ring this week. Oh, I think we covered it, but I just want to say how ruddy amazing it is. I was part of the closed network test in November and have been patiently waiting. Now my time has come. It is so much more than I expected. This is my game of the year with only 30 hours in. I'm playing on PC, so I am experiencing some frame rate issues, but that is not detracting from my love of the game. Also, I built my son his first PC with him last week, and he uh, he is making his way through my Steam library. See, you knew nice. one day there was a reason why every Steam sale you would spend $300 on 50 games that you never once touched, and it was for your son. So good for you. Nice. Uh, Love the show as always. Love the bands as always. All the best. Dan. Thank Thanks, you, Dan. Dan. I'm glad you're enjoying. Yeah. I can't wait to get truly 30 hours in because I, I really do feel uh, that this, this game is going to it's gonna rank pretty high when it's all said and done for me personally. I, I want to be like the Monster Hunter player. Bro, the game doesn't even start till like you get to hour right. 45. No, that was the Xenoblade chat that i watched and listened to 100 hours in yo it's just getting warmed up bro (laughs) what 100 hours yeah john do you want to read jawan's or are you in la la land right now you good do i want to read it (laughs) i certainly do hello guys hello he's british now (laughs) nothing much to uh can i read this yeah nothing much to write about this week except i'm still very much involved in elden ring so far, I see you guys currently sit at 18 reviews with five. Ooh. So far, I see. Oh, I see what he's doing. Okay. 18 reviews of five stars. So I'm hoping that number continues to grow. Yeah. Thank you for making the fantastic podcast. And my thoughts and prayers go out to all those fighting in Ukraine. I cannot fathom what possesses a man in this day and age with all these pandemics and natural disasters to want to invade another nation as if the world couldn't be in any worse shape. I think the only games I'm picking up for the rest of this year might be tiny Tina's wonderland saints row, and maybe God of war. If that comes out this year, but I think Elden ring will fill a lot of my game time. Mm. And since most States are removing mask mandates, mine included Michigan, stay safe, keep up the good work. And may you guys have a blessed week. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate that. And I, I don't. I, who was the catalyst to get folks out on uh, over there to get our, our ratings up? Do you remember? I can't remember. On someone, Spotify. someone wrote in and said, "Yeah, you guys only had uh, you got one." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, we but appreciate yeah. the love. 
Yeah, for sure. So if you want to uh, be like those other 18 and you listen to this yeah. podcast or have Spotify, maybe head on over there and search for Weekly Games Chat. And if you like the show, drop a five-star review. And if you don't, don't. Just stay away. Go somewhere else. <laughs> or whatever. We don't care. Yeah. Be honest. That's awesome. Uh, Tiny Tina's still kind of on my radar. Uh, it's It's got a little blip of life left. Saints mm-hmm. Row. God of War. Yeah. I think Tiny and Tina, like um, my neighbor that you know, uh, Sean, um, you know, he's, he's went all in on Horizon Forbidden West. And he was like, I can't do Elden Ring because I'm just not coordinated enough to to do that kind of combat. He's like, I struggle enough with Horizon. <laughs> that uh, one's, yeah. <laughs> but he said, he said, like, after I get done with this, Tiny and Tina is the next thing. And I'm almost like wondering if that's going to be the, the offshoot game for this month, right? Where if like you're not Elden Ring guy. Right. And you've in even if you were horizon guy or just not maybe or GT guy, this is where you end up. Right. Because if you love Diablo or if you love Borderlands, this seems like the game for you. Yeah. 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 You never know. Yeah. You never know. But hey, hey, Dan and uh, Juwan, great emails. Appreciate it. And if, of course, you want to be a part of that, uh, I'll remind you in just a minute um, of how to do that for sure. We also on uh, Twitter. You can find us at Weekly Games Chat. Uh, we're just one hour ago. Acid Sugar uh, straight up said to uh, watch us talk about Elden Ring, and he reminded us of an inside chat joke on Twitch, and he put no capo. So that's awesome. Uh, we did have some mentions. I don't know if they're newer or not. I'm gonna I'm just gonna just talk about this one. I think I've already said this, but remember there were some patch notes for Horizon. We just talked about that. Patch 1.05. I'm pretty sure I already told you guys about that. And if you've already played it, you already have it. Let me check if we have any. Uh, we actually might have. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we actually do have one in our uh, DMs, boys. Oh, this is, of course, from at Matt Erickson. What up, boys? What up? Uh, just wondering if any of you saw the Batman. I did. What your spoiler free thoughts were. I thought it was the best Batman we've gotten in a long time. Dare I say better than Bale? loved it phenomenal story all love boys keeping it great uh yeah uh, if you didn't if you didn't catch it chris definitely talked about that experience in the intro part of our show this week so he was the one who's seen it john and i have not i am now going to do a pivot pivot table over and remind (laughs) you guys that we have discord and in that discord section there's an area called emails and sometimes you guys have emails in there uh so tara today tara over on discord says me and chris can both say this we positively spanked radon 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 that's what's up and draven says here's my post for the show (laughs) (laughs) this is great there was a meme and it says covid regulations and then it says you can go to places again gas prices and it's a picture of Jason Bateman saying, the F you are. (laughs) (laughs) Stay safe, guys. Everybody stay safe, too, because as as you've seen, a lot of states are relaxing those COVID restrictions. Uh, There's probably a bunch of reasons they're doing that, but just still be safe because people are people, and they'll sneeze on you, and there's other stuff other than COVID, even though you forgot about that. You know, If you sneeze near me, I'm still going to run 50 yards in the other direction. This has been episode, uh, let me go back and see, 347. 
This is the Elden Ring episode. This is the one that is going to be history because it's going to be Chris's goatee, I guarantee you. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do it on Twitter, at Weekly Games Chat. If you want to send an email to us, you can do that, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And don't forget, accept that invite and come over to the best gaming uh, community in the world. And that's over on our Discord channel. We appreciate you. Wherever you find your podcast, please make sure to leave us a review, especially if you've been doing it on Spotify. We're up to 18 five-stars now. What's up? Let's make it 19 by next show. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you guys got nothing else to add, it's been a pleasure doing this episode with you guys. Shout out to everybody on our, our chat and Twitch, twitch.tv weekly games chat. To my friends John and Chris, I will simply say game on, boys. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Peace out, everybody. Hey, your mom's box. Dog life. We nailed it. <laughs>